Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 28 of Yogaland. So today I'm going to do a special mini episode. I haven't done one in a while, and I know that we're all really busy right now. So I thought I would reflect on what's helped me the most in the past year. And when I decided to do this episode, the thing that immediately came to mind for me was reading Kelly McGonigal's book, The Upside of Stress. I read it last January, and it was a great way to start off my year looking at my life through a slightly different but very important lens. Kelly and I uh, worked together when I was at Yoga Journal. She wrote a few stories um, for me, and I'll link to those on the show notes page She's just an incredibly brilliant woman. She's a psychologist at Stanford and a longtime yoga teacher. And what prompted her to write this book was reading a study that challenged everything she had ever been taught about stress and everything she had been teaching in her yoga classes and in her Stanford classes about stress. And so the study, she starts out the book by talking about the study. It was a study from 1998. It involved a sample size of 30,000 people. And in the study, the researchers asked participants, number one, how much stress they had experienced in the past year, and number two, did they believe that the stress was harmful to their health? Eight years later, the researchers went back and checked to see who had died. It's kind of a morbid study idea, to say the least. What they found was that high levels of stress did increase the risk of dying by 43%. But that risk only applied to people who believed that stress was harmful to their health. So another way of saying this or thinking about this is that it wasn't the stress alone that killed these people. It was the combination of stress and the belief that stress is harmful. So this kind of rocked my world for many reasons. And it obviously rocked her world, too, because it prompted her to do years of research and and write this book. I feel like the past two decades... Our media has been fraught with articles warning us about how bad stress is for your health. And I, you know, admit, I will step forward and say that I unknowingly, unconsciously perpetuated this myth at Yoga Journal. We talked about it a lot, that stress increases the inflammatory response, which we now know is the root of many diseases. It accelerates the aging process. It kills brain cells. It damages your DNA yada, yada, yada. And, you know, this theory is based on the belief that there is one physiological stress response. And, you know, what Kelly found when she did her research and what she argues in the book is that there's not just one physiological response to stress. Researchers can measure different kinds of cardiovascular changes and different ratios of hormones. So I'm going to back up for a moment, and I'm going to talk about the stress response that so many of us have read about and learned about in yoga class, in New York Times articles, in yoga journal articles from reputable, you know, skillful, smart teachers. And that is that this specific stress response that we all have learned about is defined as the triggering of the sympathetic nervous system. So, you know, the, the, the autonomic nervous system has the sympathetic ner- side and the parasympathetic side. And so the stress response triggers the sympathetic nervous system. And with that comes a cascade of physiological changes like rapid heartbeat, 
sweating palms, increased blood pressure, as well as a cascade of hormones like adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine. And all of these aspects of this response prime your body to deal with a threat. And the, the thought is that this type of response was useful thousands of years ago when our ancestors were regularly confronted by physical threats. So like the example that's always used is your your ancestor was being chased by, by a tiger. And all of these hormonal and physical changes helped your ancestor run for her life. But these days, this type of stress response is outdated. We don't need to have this level of physiological response when we're sitting in traffic or when we're having a conflict with a coworker. And the idea is that having this kind of response on a regular basis is what's detrimental to our health. What Kelly's saying is that there isn't just this one kind of response. And, you know, she did a ton of research. It's all really well-written and relatable. And um, she even includes why this commonly accepted perception of the stress response came into popularity. And it was it was based on the research done by a man named Hans Selye. But what I want to offer in this podcast are three takeaways. And the first is that instead of seeing stress as something to fix or a weakness or something to actually be scared of in terms of our long-term health, stress can be seen as energy that's preparing you for a challenge. And this is what Kelly calls the challenge response to stress. And when uh, researchers find someone is going through a challenge response, they see a different ratio of stress hormones. So they see higher levels of DHEA, which helps you recover and learn from stress. And they and the person describes the response as being in a state of focus instead of fear. So people who describe being in a flow state, which um, I talk about flow state in one of the earlier episodes with Claire Missingham, people who talk about being in a flow state, uh, like artists, athletes, surgeons, musicians, they are uh, displaying signs of a challenge response. And so if you're stressed out about an upcoming presentation or you're nervous before a game, you can take a minute or two to reframe and think about what the stress is there for. You can, instead of telling yourself like, oh, I don't want to be so nervous. My palms are sweating. I'm not going to be able to do this. My nerves are going to get the better of me. You can see the stress as a sense of excitement and you can say to yourself, my body is preparing itself for this challenge, for this exciting challenge. So you can see it as positive energy that's preparing you for the challenge in front of you. The second takeaway for me in this book is that stress can encourage us to connect more with others. And Kelly identifies another stress response called the tend and befriend response. And in the tendon befriend response, um, the hormone oxytocin is released. You've probably heard of oxytocin. It's a pretty well-known hormone. Um, it's referred to as the cuddle hormone. And it's the hormone that rewards us for connecting physically and emotionally with others. So the tendon befriend response actually motivates you to process a stressful situation with another person. And as you do this, as you talk through and think through a stressful event, your brain rewires itself to remember and learn from the experience. 
So this leads me to the third takeaway, which is that you can get better at stress. Stress is not going to go away. It does exist. And you are wired to learn from it and to reach out to others to help you learn from it. You don't have to feel embarrassed about needing to process something over and over again that you've been through. In fact, you should allow yourself to do that. You should encourage yourself to do that because you are imprinting a a new learned response. The last thing is that, you know, stress is the sign of a meaningful life. If you're stressed about something, chances are you care about it. So instead of seeing it as something to escape, you can see it as an energy that you can either harness to help you get through an event or an energy that's reminding you to reflect on your goals and values so that you can handle a situation differently in the future. And a third option is you can see it as a reminder for you to reach out to others for help and to be there for others who might need help. So during this busy holiday season, these are all important things for me to remember. I hope they make your holidays a little better, a little more connected and meaningful, and a little less overwhelming. I will put show notes for this episode at yogalandpodcast.com slash episode 28. And until next week, lots of love and enjoy your practice.